Hello and welcome back to once again another episode of CreekCast. I'm Marcus. I'm Josh. And we are glad you guys have joined us for this Saturday as we continue our look at the book of Galatians as we actually wrap up the book of Galatians today. Yes. Galatians 6, 11 through 18. Um, and this section I can best wrap up as the recap. Yeah. Because really Paul goes through and he talks about everything he's talked about more or less in this book. Yeah. You know, and we see here that it starts off with this... I am writing in my own hand. You know, Paul is actually writing this section because the way it would work is that Paul would usually dictate to somebody, they would write it out. Yeah. Well, because Paul had bad eyesight, you know, that's what, when you talk about the thorn in the flesh, people think it's probably Paul's eyes, something to do with his sight and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he wrote with this in his own hands with large letters, you know. And then basically, it's it the large print Bible. The large print Bible. <laughs> the original large print Bible. Um, and so, this is really what he recaps this argument about not being underneath the law, about the circumcised, uncircumcised, how it doesn't matter because it's not going to count for anything. All nope. that matters is following Jesus. Yeah. Being a new creation. And, and, he, and he's warning those that um, are trying to force the people to be circumcised to prove that their allegiance to, to, to Christ. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, and he says, the boast in the cross of Christ. I mean, we talked last week, or not last week, I did it again. You did. We talked yesterday. <laughs> so in 958 now. <laughs> no, we talked yesterday about being humble um, and how... We should be that, but in our humility, we need to be boasting in Christ and in what he's done. Yeah, and I think we've all experienced this in some way, shape, or form, not necessarily, obviously, circumcision, um, but people wanting us to do something or not to do something to show our allegiance to, to Christ. And we as Christians have to... Under, to um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, figure out... Um, decipher, uh, not the word I'm looking for, but it'll work. Um, if those people are being genuine or if they're not, and, yeah. and if they're not, they, if they want you to do it so you can boast and that is what's wrong. Uh, if they're truly genuine and truly encouraging you to do or not do something. We need to follow that, but it's very hard for us to, um, see those things as good or bad. Uh, because if it, it, it kind of depends on who the person's coming from. Um, because, or who the thing's coming from the person because uh, I, I remember we did a, a lesson on this a little bit with our youth and uh, we had somebody go out of the room, we blindfolded them and we made a maze mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and I had their, their best friend that I knew was very close give them all the wrong directions um, and then I gave one person like, okay, you're going to give them the right directions um, and then I gave everybody else the option of, okay, you can either try to lead them right. astray or you can, but I gave their best friend and then somebody else that those directions. And, uh, it was very interesting to see that their best friend was leading them wrong. Um, and it was interesting to see that that person that was trying to follow their best friend realizing, okay, I need to stop listening to this person and start listening to somebody else. Yes. Um, and that is very hard because when it's somebody that's so close to us that may not have the, the, the whole wrong intentions right. they're trying to, but if they're not, edifying you, if they're not glorifying God, if they're not uh, pushing you towards God, not that they're wrong, but they're not, not the best, best. influence in, yep. in your life. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, our commentary talks about how 
this section, this conclusion here is broke up into three sections. Um, the first is he warns the false teachers who can constrain the Gentiles to be circumcised are not interested in their spiritual well-being, the spiritual welfare, which we just talked about. Um, the second is Paul makes a final defense of his own credentials, which is a big thing, you know, because he took some section of about this and, you know, who we are in Christ is what gives us the power to do what we do in Christ, for Christ. Yeah. And so we look at Paul's credentials and we're like, oh, well, yeah, he was a Pharisee among Pharisees, but then he became this apostle who reached the Gentiles and, you know, but we have the same power that Paul has. We have the same Holy Spirit that lives in us that Paul has. Are you sure? I am 100% sure okay. on this. And so that's our credentials. Yeah. I have been saved. I am a child of God. I have his power. I can do whatever God's calling me to do. Yep. And then third, Paul says he has marks on his body to prove that his arguments in this letter are true. I mean, we know that Paul was beaten and bloodied, and he his body shows it. Yeah. You know? It makes you think, does your body show that you... The marks of ministry. Yeah. You know, and as being youth pastors and children's pastors, yeah, we probably have some marks from where we've done stupid stuff or just oh, yeah. sorenesses of like... Oh man, my knee hurts now because I tried to be younger than what I truly am, yep. you know. Um, but I mean, being a Christian and live for God will take a toll on your body. Oh yeah. But and luckily our body is not the final No. Form. It's not. I will be able to do a backflip in heaven. <laughs> there you go. I'll be able to finally touch the rim when I try to dunk. Yes. Have you seen the dunk. Oh, of with the, the, the behind pass, and he picks it up, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's the coolest thing. Not even ever. that, but did you see the mascot where they they literally oh, launched they him, him from yeah. the three point line and he dunked yeah. it? Yeah. Now my question is, is that a three point uh point? Is it three points or two points? Because he took off from the three point line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, now you you would agree with this that the glory of God is never for ours, ours to take. No. Um. No, yes, I do agree. No, you agree? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you agree with that. But here's my question. Okay. With that, there's the, I've always heard the saying, um, it doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory. Would you agree or with, or would you disagree with that? God get the credit also? I mean, it's, so, I'm going to say it's one of those matters of the heart issues. Okay. If you're doing it because you're like, I want to hear my name said for the credit of this. Okay. Then no, that's not right. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, because you know, you have those people who do a special music and people are like, oh, you did a great job. They're like, oh, it's all God. I'm like, okay, yes, it was all God. And people are not saying, oh, well, you did this above God. They're saying, hey, you have a talent. You did a good job with it. I guess because my, my thinking is at what point do we, because Giving God glory is giving God credit. Yes. So how do you separate, separate those two? Because, um, you know, when we recognize people for their hard work, that is giving credit to them. Right. Is that wrong if it's taken away or if we, not that we necessarily take it away take from it God, away. but how, how do you differ? How do you make a difference? I mean, I think part of it is recognizing God's talent in people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we talk about it. I mean, we take our youth Sunday that we just had. Tate did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Does that mean that we've given God less credit because we're like, Tate, you did great? We fool know well that God used Tate. Yeah. I mean, we had people saved that week. It's true. You know? Like, there's no doubt that God gets the credit and the glory, but we also need to recognize our side of it, too, Mm because we have to be willing to do it. It's not God that's forcing us. God didn't force Tate to get up there and preach. 
Tate did it. Tate put in a lot of hard work for it. Not that he necessarily wanted the credit to go to him, but you have to encourage people. Yeah. You know, we talk about don't grow weary for doing good. Part of not growing weary is for people recognizing, hey, you did a good job. Yeah. We realize it was God that did it through you, but you did a good job, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, and that's what I think a lot of times we forget. Um, we We remember to recognize those people that have worked hard and yeah. done those things, which is not wrong. No. But I think a lot of times we forget to give God the I, glory. I agree. A lot of times we just focus on the credit. The credit. But yeah. We need to, and so maybe not not take less credit of giving people, but also give God the credit too. Going, God, I know you use this person. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. I think it's not bad to recognize someone, but we need to do it in a way that also recognizes yes. God. I would agree with um, that. And I think a lot of times, like, like yeah, exactly. I would agree. And because uh, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Quote, 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 who gets the credit right. because at the end of the day it's glorifying God. Yes. But we need to recognize that as well. Absolutely. So I, I agree. So I, yeah. Life step. Life step. Says what proof of ownership can be found from your conduct during the past week? And what uh in what will you seek uh glory? Serving things that give you a quote unquote fair show or self sacrificing things that show Christ in you. There you go. So, Marcus. Yes, sir. Did you know that I am an ambassador? I did know that. I am an ambassador for this amazing company. Maybe not a country, but this amazing <laughs> company. Oh, well, I'm also an ambassador for Christ. But <laughs> I am an ambassador for this amazing company called Sunday Cool. And so Sunday Cool is more than just a custom t-shirt company. Sunday Cool is a company that goes above and beyond to serve the servers. The people who devote their lives to ministry and serving others. Sunday Cool brings together the coolest custom designs, a remarkable buying experience, consistent engagement of clients with creative content. Oh, did we mention that we they provide the world's softest prints on the world's softest tees? Go say hi to Carl and tell him congratulations for getting married today on SundayCool.com and make sure to choose Sunday Cool on your next order. Yes. So a little behind the scenes, big shout out to Josh. Yes. Um, he is getting married today on this Saturday and so... Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, big shout out to you. Uh, it's awesome. You'll enjoy it. You will. Yeah. Um, so today's prayer request um, is for Aruba. Uh, pray for the gospel radio broadcast going out in the languages of them uh, that will yield fruit. I'm not going to try to pronounce their <laughs> language name. The Papamento? Pap- Papimento? Papayamento? Well, I've been Marcus. I've been Josh. Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> Ha <laughs>